All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex Headless. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people, people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, very informative, very talkative, very... I can't think of any other words because I have a lot to say. I have a lot of energy built up and I have a lot held in that I've been holding in for these air grievances for this podcast for today because a lot is going on in the real world of sports. But it is your man for the Grand Flex Headless along with my co-host live and direct with much respect, Alex Marcotti. What's up, BFBs? <laughs> what the hell was that? What's up, BFBs? Alex Marchetti. You are now talking to the Act Hours chat with Alex Marchetti. Smooth I, operator. I've got over here my hot Smooth cup of chai tea. Smooth operator. Tell me about your inquiries, and we can discuss them. Let's do it. So, doggy, how are you feeling? <clears throat> There's a lot going on in the world of sports, mainly in the world of football. Oh, and, breaking news. Uh, okay, what happened? No, nothing. That, that was yesterday, though. whole bunch of breaking news. Okay. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> uh, it's not nice to mess with me when I'm on the edge. <laughs> You're pushing me over. Um, <clears throat> so my voice has been a little scratchy lately, Don't too. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm not trying not to lose my head. I'm not trying not to lose my head. You love my double negative? Is it good? That was wrong. <laughs> uh, wrong. How, how does it go? Uh, well, I'm not deleting that part, just so you know. I'm leaving it in there. I don't care. I'm trying not to I lose my care. head. I'm not. You should just know that just from um, American uh, American Wedding, the movie. We were to- I was talking about this past week with my boys. You know, you know the movie American Wedding, right? I'm hopeful. Yes, so. of course. Remember Stifler? When he was like, he was like, he's like, do not send messages over to, to, to my job. The coach is really happy to read your letter. It's like, dear Stifler, I'll be forever grateful if you teach me how to dance like you did in the gay bar. Then he goes like, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my, my head. head. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he uh-huh. thing. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. We were cracking up. I, I shout out to my boy Keith Murray too because I forgot we were we were talking about something about teams. Oh, because we're putting a new basketball team in for the the Woodside guys. The Woodside new, guys, yeah, in his league and uh, the Woodside guys. Is that that that's what goes on in your head when you yeah, say that? It's like the theme song for the like the team. You know when they come, you know about to play. You know they're announcing their names. So it's the Woodside guys now starting as your power forward Matthew Viola. The Woodside guys. That's just, that's the music in the background. Yeah, that's you have a long career as a ring announcer. I'll tell you that right now. You have a shining new career as a ring announcer, along with the podcast host. But <laughs> anyways, going forward, I hear what you mean. Um, anyways, just talking about that, and I was like, and I was telling about the scene. He was like, "Do you do you mean like a team or an action? You mean like our team or like an actual team like that?" 
um, scene when he was dancing in the gay bar. He was like, you could use a guy like you on my team. You know, the big gay guy. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about our team or like an actual team? Anyways, it was pretty funny. I'm going to get right into it because we have a lot to discuss. Do it. Dive in. So what we do here at the Better Fantasy Bureau, as you said before, and um, I want to make sure that we know that we're not just a general sports talking podcast because it's true especially since we're just so young in this game we're just starting off we don't want to just talk about just what everything is happening in the world of sports because of the fact that's what everyone else is doing you know they want to listen to the world of sports to listen to like first take or other stuff like that you know everybody else is kind of um doing that to an extent talking about what's hot topic right now right yes so we talk about the fantasy implications of it now a lot of people also do that and i'm not saying we're deficient you know different in that sense but you know we got to stick to what we do at least for this podcast. In the Rambling Cam, we could ramble on about a bunch of other stuff. And just go on and on and on and on. Yes. Right. And, you know, be more comedic. And once again, party people, do not forget to keep your eye off of the Rambling Cam. We should be recording that very soon. Make sure you're going to subscribe to the Rambling Cam once it is out. And also, the full disclosure, once again, we are not recording in Gotham Podcast Studios today. Uh, once again, as we usually do, but we are not recording there today. And as always, follow us on Instagram at BFB Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast BFB and getting more into it. So now, let's just go right into it and what I'm not happy about. I wonder what that is. You don't, because you know. And most of New York knows, because as much as, much, as much as everything's going on in the world of football, that world also has a lot to do with New York. So the world is talking a lot about these New York teams as one star enters and another star has left. Odell Beckham Jr., Traded to the Cleveland Browns. So before we, before I say what, before I get into it, Marchetti, that that was the chair that I was moving. Before I get into it, you tell me your thoughts about that trade. Tell me about it. I don't really like the trade. Um, It seems like it came out of nowhere. So I feel like something is going to come out sooner or later of something that has developed that brought this. Into this situation and this trade happened, like made this trade happen because it doesn't make any sense of signing this guy to a, to an extension, give him all that money, and then six, eight months later just trade him and then have this $17 million debt cap. So um, what we got for him, mm, we got Jabril Peppers. I like him, but he's no Landon Collins. Um, we got a first-round pick, but it's not a top-10 first-round pick. It's a mid-to-late mid first-round pick. And we got a third-round pick. It's not their first third-round pick. It's going to be their second third-round pick. Okay, and we got another first-round pick for next year. No? No. Yeah, I think we did. No. No? Oh. No. What did you hear that? Oh, no, no, my, my bad. So it's just Jabril Peppers. All right. Yeah. In my head, it should have been another first-round pick, but it didn't happen. Um, all in all, I don't like the trade, but obviously there's been a big pivot. They took a 180 in their approach, and does it make sense? No, because if they wanted to redevelop, right, or reset, you know, hit the reset button, why didn't they go for a, a quarterback last year? Because now you have Barkley at his peak playing with an aging quarterback and 
No other weapons, pretty much. All right, Stunner Shepard, he's all right. Evan Ingram, he could be a top tight end, but there's no Odell Beckham. And so pretty much is it logical with the approach they took because now we have a a running back who's going to be stuffed in the box. There's going to be eight defenders in the box. Is he, he's going he's gonna to go through hell next season with no help. So before we get into the fantasy implications of all this, right, <clears throat> let me have a little sip of water here. Where's my water? I don't know. We didn't bring it down for Damn. you. Damn. Darn it. <clears throat> my throat's really scratchy. So what I got to say about this trade, and I'm just going to say it straight off the bat, it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It was a stupid, stupid trade. Now, to bring into, I guess, to the light about this, the Porzingis trade, right? That Porzingis trade, I told you why it was good. Because it gives us a very good opportunity to do something very good. You understand what I'm saying? And we let go of what we think is 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 a bit of a star, but he's not a long-time shining star. It's like I said before, Porzingis hasn't do, done anything. He's been in the All-Star game once as a reserve, and that's about it. Odell, we know, is a stud. We know he's a star. He is arguably the best wide receiver right, right now. Arguably. I don't have him as the best wide receiver right now. Well, after this trade? No, 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 okay, no, 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 no. I, 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 I don't mean about the team. I just mean yeah. as an individual talent. Okay. As an individual talent, he is arguably the best wide receiver in the game, right? Yes, is arguable. You could argue that. Now, I'm yes. trying to say everything as best as I can because I don't want to get lost in translation. Like, for example, in our group chat yesterday, you lost in translation what I said on the last show because I said I hope that they do well. And what did you text in the chat? You texted, do you still think they're going to do well? I never once said I thought they were going to do well. I just said I hope that that was the case. Yeah, you did a, lo- a lot of I hope, right? if, and I wish. Exactly. But then you in the chat, of course, say... Hey, do you still think they're gonna do good? So I don't want anything. I, I don't want these things to get lost in translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I was just pulling your, your I, leg. I got it. Okay. You, were, you were rooting that Eli was gonna do good. I was hoping <laughs> that he would have done good. Yeah. That's not now, happen. now, 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 it will be a miracle. Now, what I said about the fact about that Porzingis trade. Now, that was a smart trade because it creates this great opportunity. Now, if we mess up the opportunity as the Knicks, if we mess that opportunity up, that's one thing to be set. Yep. What opportunity has this? possibly created this has created no opportunity the only th- i'll tell you who really messed this up and these are the people that are most upset about there's, this there, there's one good there is no, no there's a no. nice good farewell for eli manning no 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 he would he would have had his farewell still with odell <laughs> there is no no there's no opportunity no positives about this for us there's none none whatsoever uh, uh, we don't get any as help as fans, from this yes, yes. now the chances, the chances of this being something great, you know what? Maybe. Let's just say for argument's sake. Let's just say for argument's sake, we end up drafting, let's say, uh, the you know, DK Metcalf, who ends up being the next, like, Jerry Rice. Or Cal- just, Calvin Johnson. Or, or, no, yeah. well, well, Jerry Rice Jerry Rice has won championships. You know what I mean? Okay. So as I'm saying, like, let's just say for that argument's sake, we ended up drafting with a 17 pick, which we're not going to. He's not going to be there at 17. DK Metcalf, and he ends up being the next Jerry Rice. And then with that, you know, late third round pick, we end up drafting, you know, uh, a QB at that time. And then he ends up being the next, you know, Tom Brady. Let's just say for argument's sake, that's being the case, right? The probability of that is damn near impossible. So the possibilities of this ended up being something positive for us 
is so low where we got nothing in return from this. Now, the people that I'm really upset about when it comes to this trade, Alex, I'm getting more and more upset about, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm going down the line here, people who created this, this panic or created this, this, this stupid trade. I'm mad at the owners, John Marr and Steve Tisch, right? That's the other owner, whatever his name is, something like that. Steve Tisch, I forget, something like that. The two corners. I'm pissed off at them. And I'll tell you what, I'm pissed off at Antonio Brown. I'm super pissed off at Antonio Brown. Now he's just a player in his own self, but I'm super pissed off at him. Do you know what I mean? Because of the fact, the panic that they saw, because to me, Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in the game. That's my opinion. No, he's he's good. Right. I'm saying, you can make an opinion for Julio Jones. You can make a case for Del Beckham Jr. You can make a case even for DeAndre Hopkins. My, my, my vote is for Antonio Brown. Now, when they saw what the best wide receiver in football did and what the, Ra- what the Raiders got from, they got a third round and a fifth round. A third round and a fifth round. They yes. got nothing. They got worse than what we got. But because Antonio Brown controlled that situation by saying he didn't want to be there, took away all the leverage from the Steelers. And that put in a panic to show how much influence these great talents could have that we're going to get nothing for them. So then because of that panic, we took what we thought was the best deal for him, which was a 17th round pick, their second, third round pick, not even their first, third round pick, because David Gettleman is not that good of a freaking closer. Now, he couldn't get even his first, third round pick for that. And listen, the safety, you know what? He's playable. He's good. He's very good. But like you said, he's no Landon Collins. Definitely nowhere near no Landon Collins. He's young, but he fills that need. At least that. But we just signed a safety the day before. Now, what pisses me off, what pisses me off about this, I mean, off the bat, is that what we got for Odell Beckham Jr. was not worth it. It was not worth it whatsoever. We There is no way we should have got that 17th pick, and then just that, we got nothing for him. Nothing. Like I said, Madden, he wouldn't even, Madden football wouldn't even accept that trade on a video game. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and it's true because it really, we got nothing for him for that kind of a talent. He's 26 years old. He's 26. Yeah, no. He has at least four or five years. We got, we got nothing. At his peak, yes. Now, what pisses me off Tell me. Is, is also the fact Tell us of flex. Dave Gettleman. <laughs> Dave Gettleman, and, and and you can't trust him. I do not trust him. I do not trust him. Now, I said before that I was worried during the, in the, in the, during the year last year, and I said it was too early for me to push the panic button, to not believe in Pat Shermer. But you want to know what? Now that David Gettleman picked him, and I didn't trust a lot of his play calling, you know what? I don't trust Pat Shermer no more either because if Dave Gettleman trusts you, and you can see he just said a couple of months, he just said like last month, he just said about a month ago, we didn't sign Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him. And then what did they do? Then he Trader. traded him. They traded him. They let Snacks go. They let Eli Apple go. And he got peanuts for those guys too. So this guy cannot wheel and deal. He doesn't know how to wheel and deal. He doesn't Olivier, know how to make Olivier deals. Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon he got rid of. He let Landon Collins walk. He just walked on by. And now he traded away Odell Beckham Jr. Odell for what? For what? For what? For what? For nothing. For nothing. After you after you embedded into a fact 
that you you drafted a guy like Saquon Barkley that like you're going to win now, that you're going to push for now, that you're going to do good for now. Because I'll tell you the truth, I never was one of those people that thought the Giants were one piece away from the Super Bowl. But I'll tell you what, two or three, yeah. You look at last year. You look at last season, right? Look at all those players we had last season with Jenkins, Alec Ochiltree, Michael Thomas, Olivier Vernon, Tomlinson, Snacks, Eli Apple, just me and Landon Collins. Look at me naming all those defensive pieces. That's a good defensive team. Now, we didn't play so good last year, but that's a good defensive team. Nate Solder. our offense sucked. Nate Solder. Will Hernandez. Beefing up a little bit that offensive line. The offensive line went from completely horrible to bad. That's an improvement. It's still not good, but it went from horrible to bad. Then Eli Apple, and then, and then Evan Ingram, Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, and Saquon Barkley. Those are not bad players. Now, I'm not saying that that was right there, a Super Bowl team. And I'm not saying it was one player away from it. But two or three? Yeah. You put a little more on that offensive line? You protect Eli a little more? You maybe you you know you maybe get like an extra you maybe get like an extra thing on defense to stop the run. Yeah. You cuz you you put that defense out there to stop the other offense from scoring to allow the our offensive players to allow guys like Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr. and Evan Ingram to stay on the field long enough and protect Eli Manning to hold the ball long enough to get a chance to throw it to those guys. But the defense also last year did us no favors to keep that offense on the field. To give that offense enough chances on the field because the defense let the other teams control the ball for too long. So that, that's what I mean, that we were about, I would say, two to three pieces away from the Super Bowl. Not just one. I don't think like, I, oh, we, I don't know about the Super Bowl. We still had Eli Manning. And but this is what I but this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. You this this mm. is this is where Eli Manning pissed me off gets bad. Once again, I am not saying that it's time for Eli Manning to move on. I agree with that. I agree it is time to find an Eli Manning successor. But you can't tell me with everything that I just mentioned and every giving him a little more help in certain situations because you know damn well last year all those losses were not because of Eli Manning. But it has come to a point, and this is where it's bullcrap, this is where it's straight trash, that people think that if we drafted somebody like Sam Darnold, that all these problems would have gone away. We wouldn't have had any of these problems. So you're telling me if we draft the San Donald that he still not would have let Snacks gone, Eli Apple go, that he would have re-signed Calvin, Landon Collins? There's a possibility. <laughs> Let's say we would have drafted Sam Donald. In the second round, we, we would have had an opportunity to draft Nick Chubb. Of course, this is in hindsight. This but, is all in hindsight. But Nick Chubb is looking all right. Donald is not proven. I give you that. He's not proven. But, you know, there... It might be a different situation. Because they know with Eli that we need a quarterback right now. Eli's not going to be the one that's going to take us to the promised land. No, no. And now they just, you know, they just tore that team apart, and they're going to scrap it, and Gettleman is going to put his imprint and draft all his guys. Now. That's what he's doing. But this is what I'm saying. But, like, when you're saying, though, I don't think so because we still had Eli. Eli wasn't the reason we lost all those games last year. It wasn't all his fault. But he's also the reason but, we didn't win as much. He's not. But it's not. No, he's not just him. No, it's not. It's not. That's what I'm saying. Everybody feels like if, if Sam Donald was behind that offensive line as a rookie, we would have won a lot more. No. No. I, 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 but, I, th- but this is the point. I agree there, of course. I, I don't expect p- with Donald being 
our quarterback that we would have won games or be competitive. But that's the point I'm it, making. It would have been a growing process. People, for sure. people who wanted a quarterback last year are finding every little thing. It's like I said, like, you know, we as cowboy haters, right? As cowboy haters, we're going to find little things bad to say about the Cowboys, the little list of things, because we're cowboy haters biasly. Now on this show, and I say it the truth, I'm like, look, if I say this is being me being biased, but let me try to be as realistic as I could be. But we, we literally find something to do. Like when you're in an argument with somebody else and you have your point you're trying to make, you'll find any little piece of ammunition to strengthen up your point. You'll find any little piece of thing to beef up your point. And when you didn't get the quarterback you wanted, these guys didn't get the quarterback they wanted last year, they're finding every little thing to just stick it onto that point to make that the reason. They're making it seem like if we drafted Sam Darnold last year, all these worries would have been gone. And that's not the case. No, that's not the case. But also, like, picking a running back that high, you know, you don't you don't need to do that. You know, the, the that, running, running backs, there's there's a lot of them. Look at Tevin Coleman. He just went to the Niners for, that, what, two years, $10 million. Look what Look at Le'Veon Bell. He wanted to get a big contract. Now Guess that, what? That, that, Guess what? That's he didn't a get a big contract. That, now that point, that point that you're trying to make, yeah. For the point, for the, as it's your opinion, my opinion is still that Saquon Barkley was the right pick, but that's not the topic of conversation. No, but the but, thing is, you could have taken a different approach but, with that with that second pick. We could have traded down, got more draft capital, or not get a running back. You could have done that if your plan, if your plan was to in a, that short amount of a time get rid of the entire team. Then yes, then yes, that's what you should have done. If that was your plan, if your plan was to get rid of all these names that I've mentioned and to really start from a fresh blank page, blank canvas, then I agree with you there. But from the moves they had, the opportunity they created, this is why I say back to the Knicks, the Knicks now have this opportunity to sign to big contracts and, 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 and yeah, and to start piecing things together, and they could even keep Dennis Smith that they decide not to get a point guard in the draft. They, they have like a lot, a big opportunity to really make a really good move for their franchise. Mm-hmm. The Giants had a very good opportunity to add in those two to three. Let's say two to four, whatever you want me to say. Four. I brought it up a little bit. Two to four pieces to significantly improve their team with all the young talent because. Landon Collins being young, Odell being young, Barkley being young, Ingram being young, Sterling Shepard being young. They had all these all these offensive talents to and, and they, need, they had the chances to improve on what they had there to be contenders, and they're blowing it. And and if they were gonna start by giving away a guy like Odell Becker Jr. to get this rebuild going, they could have got a hell of a lot more for him than what they did. And they didn't. And so, they didn't. So, so I'm saying that's why I'm pissed off because they're blowing everything. Check. I said before, I don't want to see. I hated the fact that I'm going to go to a game now and not see Odell Beckham Jr. there. But you know what? If we would have got. You know what you're going to see now? You're going to see the New York Browns. Yeah, the New York Browns. <laughs> you're going to see. But you know what? If 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 we would have gotten two first round picks and some good first round picks. I'm not talking about like Patriots first round picks. because Those are essentially two second round picks. But if we would have gotten some decent first rounders. Then I would have been like, listen, it's hard to say goodbye, but this is definitely for the best of the team. This was not. It's so hard to say goodbye. You're in a very single-long mood today, huh? <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so how you feel about Odell Beckham's stock value as far as fantasy? Moving on, yeah, up? to the fantasy implications <laughs> of it. 
Uh, goes up slightly. Goes slightly. Now let me play. Let me let me play a quick name game with you. Okay. Would you take DeAndre Hopkins over Odell? No, of course not. Okay. D Hop is first. I would, I, I would too. Would you take? Would you take Michael Thomas over Odell? I'll consider it. Michael Thomas over Odell? Yeah, I'll consider okay. that. Would you take De- uh, Devontae Adams over Odell? I think I'll, I'll, I'll go with Devontae Adams on that one. Okay. Uh, it's a toss-up, though. It, I, I think Odell Beckham jumps to wide receiver three, wide receiver two. So, But but hold on. There's, I'm trying to, there's, I'm trying to, I'm asking yeah. you. So you said DeAndre Hopkins, you would. Yeah, he's my wide receiver one. Devontae sure. Adams. It, it, you could argue it. Tyreek Hill. Uh, I'll take Odell over Tyreek. Okay, but Michael. So Michael Thomas or Tyreek Hill? I'll take Michael Thomas. So Michael Thomas is like your third, fourth, basically. Yeah. So yeah. that's what that's where it is for you. Yeah. Okay, you have Odell a lot higher than I have Odell. Uh, he jumped. He jumped for me. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He jumps too. I mean, this is this this. You know, when, when Freddie Kitchen took over the offense for the Cleveland Browns. Now, now this episode, when we're talking about the fantasy implications. I'm doing this without doing numbers research. I'm telling you this without doing the numbers research for the fact that I'm just telling you this based as a fan from what I know from previous fantasy experience and what I know will, uh, what I feel like will happen just off the top of my head type of knowledge. You know what I mean? We're going to do more shows as we do. As you guys have heard in the show before, you know, I do a ton, a ton, a ton of research and a ton of numbers, but this one just basically as a fan speaking spitballing out of it. So, let me ask you this question when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. So wait, how, you had Odell probably like what before? Now you have him like three or four. I had him wide receiver seven. So you had seven. So he jumps up a tremendous for you. Yeah, because I think he, it's an upgrade for him, and you have a lot of weapons there. So I feel like he his he's going to get anywhere from 50 to 100 more points just being with the Browns. Who do you feel is the biggest loser on the Browns from them acquiring Odell Beckham Jr. Not the biggest loser because I don't. We got to see how it plays out and the game plan is going to be. Of course, uh, we got to see I, that. Yeah, yeah, but jo- who do you think now? Antonio Callaway takes a step back. A huge step back. Yeah, Tremendous. He, yeah, Antonio Callaway. Um, I Jarvis Landry. He might excel on this because before he was the one that was seeing the top corner. Now Odell is going to be seeing the top corner. So. Jarvis Landry might have a better shot of getting more his numbers up. You know, I don't know if they plan to play him on the on the slot and have Antonio Callaway uh, on the you know on the edge, but Jarvis Landry maybe he, he would take like a a slot down or two or you know, but I could see him having a strong fantasy uh, output for the season if it works out. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, Mouths to feed in that in that team now, but uh, some, am- someone's going to drop for sure. But can you imagine if they allow Kareem Hunt to play? <sighs> yeah, Kareem Hunt is going to be at the end of the season. So like, if he gets suspended <sighs> like ten weeks, and then you have Nick Chubb with Kareem Hunt, that's- Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Antonio Callaway, David Mjoko, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis. That's sick. There's a lot of people playing with uh, Cleveland Browns right now in Madden for sure. <laughs> Dude, I, I know it's early to say. I, I don't. I just mean on paper. But they're like the Golden State Warriors on paper of the NFL. Uh, I won't put it that, that on far. paper. By, by uh, look at all the recognizable first, first names. Let the, let name them make me, it to the playoffs and see no, how it goes. You know, on paper. On paper. Name no. me. Name me another NFL team that has that many recognizable names. Name me another NFL team that has that many draftable players. No, uh, they're they're the they're the Kansas City Chiefs of the East right now. But Kansas City doesn't have that many draftable players. <laughs> With more weapons. Yeah. 
I'm saying, like, name me another NFL team that right now has more draftable players than the the Cleveland Browns. Because no, even if you had just a, the Chiefs, even if you had a defensive player slot on your team, you could still take either Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, or Olivier Vernon on that team. Yeah, you cannot name me a more de- a, m- a more draftable team right now in fantasy football than the Cleveland Browns. That's what I mean by them being like the Golden State Warriors of it. The fan, yeah. the fantasy football yeah. version of the Golden. State I just Warriors. mean, just mean like I just <laughs> yes, mean Golden. Yeah, that's yeah, on no, paper. No, gotcha. So gotcha. much recognizable. Obviously not because they're not going to like they're not a dynasty yet. Obviously, I don't mean that. Yeah, sense. I know. I know what you mean. You're talking about in, uh, in fantasy sports world. So, how many spots does uh, Odell Beckham jumps for you? Like one or two. I'm still taking Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyree Kill. Uh, Michael Thomas, I'm still taking those three ahead of him. I mean, those four. Julio Jones, possibly not. No, I'm still taking those four. Okay. Those four guys. And, yeah, those four guys I'm taking ahead of them. I'm, I'm so happy. I have o- uh, Odell I had, like, sixth. I have Odell in my dynasty league and Jarvis, oh, yeah. and Jarvis Landry. But this, this is, this, <laughs> so I'm torn, and I'm happy that I upgraded This is Odell. This is true what they say about the dynasty football. This is why you and I are going to start a dynasty team. The dynasty league, the BFB league, is going to turn into a dynasty league this year. And what is great about that is that the offseason does become a lot more involved because of the fact that if you were, like, you know, if if you're a Vance McDonald owner, you're super happy with so going happy, on. Yeah. Super happy as a Vance McDonald owner. But also, if you're like, uh, you know, a uh, 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 Jarvis Landry owner, you're like, ah, oh, damn it. You know what I mean? Like in a sense, you know, or Jarek McKinnon, uh, or yeah, maybe Jarek McKinnon. Well, yeah, because now they got Tevin Coleman. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah, we're okay. going to talk about all, all that. Right. Um, but yeah, but that's why. Like, even if you're if you're a Danny Amendola owner, oh snap, he went to the Lions. Yeah, Cole Beasley. <laughs> Yeah, or even a Cole or John Brown, you know John what I mean? But, you, you, but John Brown, he's still probably the same role he did in the Ravens anyways with that team. But still, but else, he has a quarterback because he was doing good. He was excelling with Joe Flacco. Yeah. And, you know, once uh, they went with Lamar Jackson and they just run, 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 run. Lamar Jackson doesn't have a, have the arm to Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. Jackson, yeah. Sorry. They so, said Lamar Miller for some reason. I don't <laughs> Lamar Jackson doesn't have, you know, the, the arm to be passing and, you know, John Brown's stock dropped after that, but now I I think he's gonna do okay. Yeah, but uh, but o- Odell definitely gets an uptick about like one to two spots for me, more or less. Uh, you know, it's also arguably that if you decide to take him as the first wide receiver off the board, you're not crazy for that. I don't think you're bad for that. I don't think it's dumb for that. Um, how about Barkley? Now Barkley is what I'm worried about. Barkley's yeah. Barkley. Now talent wise. Arguably the best wide receiver, by best running back in the NFL. Arguably. Yeah. Now, still very young to say, because he could have a crazy sophomore slump. It doesn't look like a guy of that talent is going to have a sophomore slump. But it's yeah. it's not, you know, impossible. I think it's very extremely, extremely, extremely unlikely. I'm just being very unbiased here. You know what I mean? What I'm worried about with him is that now this is what I now this is what I think the Giants are going to do. This is my assumptions. And this is all I'm hearing about it all day on the radio and stuff. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback this year. They're going to go for two next year, right? I think that they're going to have a terrible tank of a year. They're going to just pretty much tank this year in a sense. Because next year there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Like, honestly, I like um, Tula, Tua, whatever, from Ohio State, whatever you, how uh, you say. From Alabama. Alabama, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Same color, whatever. Alabama, Tuya, whatever. I like him better than I like Dwayne Haskins. I like Trevor, Trevor Lawrence 
more than I like Dwayne Haskins. Trevor Lawrence is going to be in two years, though. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like Justin Herbert a lot, too. Herbert, yeah. But this is what I'm saying. Next year, no, wait, Trevor Lawrence is available next year. No, he's not. Are you sure? Yes. He needs, he needs three years to play. Okay. Yeah. This was his first year. Okay. All right. I, I thought it was two. I could be wrong. All right. My bad. I thought it was two. It's three. Anyways, there's a lot of quarterbacks next year. And I think the Giants are going to like one of those quarterbacks more. Because let's be real. If you truly don't believe that this quarterback is for you, then I'm not mad at you not taking him. You know what I mean? Like, if we would have taken, if we would have took, if we would have taken Sam Darnold last year, I would have, and I still to this day, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley. And I say that for a lot of reasons. He was the best talent available, and we had a need at running back. We needed a run game. Even though, let's say, all right. Obviously, this is hindsight. So let's say we took Darnold and we took Nick Chubb. You would still think that that would, that was the wrong move. Uh yeah. And we traded Odell Beckham. Yeah. Yeah. You still think it would be? I would. I would. The, I, the wrong draft because choice. of the fact okay. because and and this is this is this is saying even now if I knew. Hold on. You know what? Let me let me take that back. Because if I knew, if I knew that we were going to get rid of all these players and pretty much start off fresh, and we started off with like a Sam Donald and a Nick Chubb, then then no, I would say that would be the right move. Okay. If I knew we were going to start off right, put it that way. If I knowing what I know now, but I'm not mad at Saquon pick. I still love the Saquon pick. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I love Saquon. I'm not mad at Saquon. But what I'm saying is that like I, I just wh- think wh- where we at now, it just. It's like I said before. It pisses, it pisses you off. Like, we, really? We had an opportunity to do good with the team we had last year, and they messed up this opportunity. It's like I said, the Knicks now have a great chance. And if they screw up this chance, you're going to hate that poor Zingish trade. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I got So you. I, I'm not going to say this, like, but if it was, if we got a Sam Donald and a Nick Chubb and we are we are now, then I would say, you know what, then that was the right pick if we were going to clean house like this. Yeah. That's what I mean by it. Okay. So fair enough? Fair enough. But with the thing about the Saquon, about his fantasy implications, I was talking about something else before. I forgot all about it. Anyways, I'm worried about what they're going to do to him is that they're going to, since they know they're going to have a bad season, that's what I'm saying. They're going to have a bad season. They're going to get a high draft pick next year, take a stud quarterback, probably an NFL ready now quarterback. They'll take next year because next year's a lot of them. And they're not going to overwork Saquon. Because next thing you know, what, they give him like 500 touches, whatever, you know what I mean? And then he blows off his freaking gigantic, like, thighs and legs that he has. Because you see, those things are huge. Yeah, huge. It really is. You know? He's a big boy. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's you know, so he, he, they're going to blow, they're going to blow him out. They're going to overwork him. I don't think they're going to want to do that. They should not do that. They'll probably, they'll probably just, since they know they're going to have a bad year, they'll lighten his workload. To preserve his life longer in the NFL. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Cause what cause what they're doing essentially now is instead of building this team around the, you know, like Odell and Saquon, they're literally building it around just Saquon. So to me, Saquon is still a top three overall pick. But I'm nervous. Do do you think they're gonna push Evan Engram to the to a wide receiver? Since he's not they'll good put, at blocking. They'll, they'll put him out there, yeah. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll uh, oh, but Jaguars just released Blake, Blake Bortles. No surprise there, but it just happened just now. They just released Blake Bortles. We're not ESPN. I know. <laughs> Forget. Uh, anyways, I know, I know you know. Um, so, Saquon, to me, 
is still in the realms of between one and three. Um, I hate to say it. I really hate to say it, but somebody like Zeke is probably like the number one overall pick between him and Gurley now. Gurley dro- drops for me, especially with yeah, his he drops arthritis for me too. knees. So to me right now, it's Ezekiel one, it d- McCaffrey two. If I had, if I had, if, if put it this way, like if, if depending if I had the number one overall pick, I wouldn't take Saquon more than once. You know what I mean? Okay. Like if I knew Le'Veon, if Le'Veon Bell 100% was playing last year, I probably would have took him number one in almost every single draft except for one because I wanted Saquon. Uh, who, Le'Veon Bell, where does he land now? Well, I'm going to get ready. Right right, no, no, we're going we're gonna to get to all this actually. But uh, so, yeah, so fantasy implications about it. Saquon for me, still number one for the moment, might drop to three, the lowest. Because of the fact you can't pass up a talent like that fantasy wise, but you're nervous about his usage that they might preserve him for the year. But he'll still put you up running back one numbers. You know what I mean? Just yeah, maybe I, Zeke might put up more because Zeke is going to be used as he's always used in that offense. You know I, I feel mean? like there's going to be less touchdowns, so he's going to have less red zone opportunities. So he definitely is going to. I just, I just feel like he's, yeah, he's going to have less usage. So for him, have and less usage and more attention. That's what makes me nervous. Means more like it's going to be more I, inefficient. Yeah, like I yeah. Zeke would probably have to be ranked above him, unfortunately, yeah, because Zeke. Zeke's going to be used as he's always been used in that offense, and he's a beast. Let's be real, and we hate saying it because it's a pain in my freaking heart to say that he's a beast. But you know, it is what it is, and let's be real. Um, so yeah, so and uh, Evan Ingram gets an uptick too. Uh, yeah, Sterling. I feel, I feel like he could be a top five tight end. Sterling Shepard does not have a talent or to be in one not wide receiver one. He's a very good wide receiver too. But he's not a wide receiver one. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay for I'm not gonna pay the the draft capital to get him if he's like ranked a wide receiver one. Right. No, I wouldn't no either. Way. But he but he, but Evan I'd, rather, in- I'd rather take Cooper Cup over him. Evan Ingram, yeah, me too. I would too. I agree hundred percent. Robert Woods I would take over him and Cooper Cup. Um but Evan Ingram gets an uptick for me. He's a top seven uh tight end for me. And to move on about a great wide receiver too, let's talk about the Jets a little bit. And Jamison Crowder gets an uptick for me. And especially so because, you know, he's on the Jets. He's got Sam Donald throwing the ball. Now you got Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anua on the outside. Those are two really good out. You know, Quincy Anua has played on the outside plenty of times, so he can still stay there. Robbie Anderson is very good on the outside. Yeah. And you got Jamison Crowder in the slot. Fantastic slot wide receiver. So that's a very good wide receiving trio for the Jets. I like that. The Jets have made a lot of great moves this offseason. And even more so, it's even better for the Jets, for, for Jamison Crowder, is that they now got Le'Veon Bell. So Le'Veon awesome. Bell. Let me play the name game with you with Le'Veon Bell. Saquon Barkley, Le'Veon Bell. I think I'll take Bell. You would take Bell over Saquon? Wow. Okay. You're a little nuts now, my friend. I think I'll take Bell. I feel like walking out the room right now. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott or Le'Veon Bell? Oh, no. Ezekiel. Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell? I'll take Bell for sure. Christian McCaffrey or Le'Veon Bell? Christian McCaffrey. Alvin Kamara or Le'Veon Bell? Alvin Kamara. Melvin Gordon or Le'Veon Bell? Bell. So you'll take Alvin Kamara over Saquon Barkley. Um, but you said you would take Kamara over over Bell and Bell well, over Barkley. Bar- Barkley and and Barkley and Bell will be a toss up for me, but I'm probably going to lean towards Bell. Bell over over Kamara. I'm saying, like, where do you have him ranked? Like, tell me your rankings right now. Like, this is kind of you. I don't know. You see, you you sound a little suspect now. All right, so I'll take Kamara over. I right, I'll take Kamara over Barkley. Tell me your rankings one one one, one through okay. six. Go ahead. Gotcha. All right, one so through seven. 
I'm going to take Ezekiel's first. Okay. Christian McCaffrey's going to be two. Okay. Alvin Kamara is going to be three. Okay. Number four, uh, I guess I'll take Saquon four. Damn, and then, and then, he dropped a lot for you. And then I'll take Le'Veon Bell five. And Gurley's going to be six. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. Or no, maybe I think I'll take Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I'll take Melvin Gordon over. over uh, Gurley? Gurley. I so think. Gurley's seventh? Yeah, at this moment. Oh, I got to see I gotta see how his arthritis needs to, uh, you know, recover. Can't wait to be in a draft with you. <laughs> Give me, if I get seventh it, pick, right now, no, this Gurley. is right now. If there's new information and guys are practicing, it, it could change. You know, okay. but right now, yes. Okay, um, I'm, I'm I'm assuming you have Bell like RB seven or RB six. Well, I'll take I'll take Zeke, McCaffrey, Barkley, Gurley, Kamara, Bell. So you take six. You take Bell over Gordon. Yes, Gordon. Okay. This is the worry I've had though. The biggest worry I am about Bell on the Jets is Adam Gase. Yeah, that that's a valuable. Uh, Adam you know, Gase has not that's used. A valid, uh, you know, Adam Gase has not there. used the running back in the red zone the way a running back should be used, and does not throw a lot of passes to his running backs. Look how you used Kenyon Drake last year. Kenyon Drake's got seventeen percent of the snap, of the passes last year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a good percentage for Le'Veon Bell to see, but it's he's not. I don't think he's going to utilize Le'Veon Bell the way Le'Veon Bell should be utilized. Well, people that had Kenyon Drake last year, they were frustrated the way he was being used. And I know with Adam Gase being the head coach for the Jets and people that are have Le'Veon Bell in their dynasty are a little concerned because of the way uh, he handled Kenyon Drake last year, especially splitting it with Frank Gore. Um, it, it, is, it is a concern, but Le'Veon Bell is Le'Veon Bell. Okay, he had one year off, but, you know, all he needs is, you know, he's healthy right now. All he needs is the, 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 tr- the spring training. You know, work so, yeah, out. That, that's like the fifty-fifty arguments. Some people say he's healthy. Some people say he's not a, not in shape. Yeah, but how long do you think it's gonna take him to get in shape? That's the fifty-fifty argument. That's what I'm saying. It's not like he's fat right now. He's not fat. He's been working out. He's put on weight for for a professional NFL football player like Le'Veon Bell to be the best running back in the NFL. He's put on weight for that. Did kind you of listen sense. to his album? No, I did not listen to his album. I I tried to listen to it. You tried? I tried. And you couldn't do it? I couldn't. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I don't want to know any more about I, that. I was hearing some auto-tunes and stuff. I'm like, that. Eh. Oh, God. Pass, 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 pass. All right, I'm done. <laughs> uh, so, so Bell is like a top five for you. Yeah. Top four, even. He could be top four, yes. Okay. It's a little crazy. Top five. A little crazy. I, I, got, him, I got him towards early second, late. First, moving on to his old partner, Antonio Brown, to his old teammate, more yeah. to say it. Where does Antonio, now Antonio Brown, let's play the name game again with you with Antonio Brown. DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, which I'm, I know. You got DeAndre, Devontae, and Odell, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, Tyreek Hill or Antonio Brown? I think I'll go with Tyreek Hill. Okay. Uh, Michael Thomas or Antonio Brown? Michael Thomas. Uh, then Antonio Brown. Keenan Allen or Antonio Brown? No, no, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown? Yeah. So how do you think he's going to do in the Raiders? I think he's going to not perform as he has in the past. You know, he has played with a Hall of Fame quarterback, and they had a good chemistry, which is funny. 
good chemistry on the field, bad chemistry off the field. Uh, especially when you're talking about those um, those plays where they're kind of just like improvising on the spot. Him and Ben, they were in sync all the time, you know, and they exploited their, their secondary all the time, which, you know, results in big plays for Antonio Brown. His target share, crazy. The, the amount of targets he was getting with uh, Big Ben was a lot. It's If you look at the numbers, I, I don't have them up with me right now, but if you look at the numbers, you you won't see him. I, I don't see him doing it with Derek Carr at all. So, to me, he's definitely going to take a tick down. Like, okay, Derek Carr, some people like Derek Carr, but first you got to feel like, first you got to see them build their chemistry and, and build that, uh, you know, just build that in, in order to uh, excel. So, to me, he, he he drops like at least, I had him before, wide receiver three. Now he's a wide receiver five, I believe, or wide receiver six, yes. Um, I agree with you pretty much across the ball, uh, across the you know the board, I mean, with everything with Antonio Brown. Yeah. He drops for me. He was my wide receiver two before. Okay. Because he's still a tremendous. Now, he is tremendous talent. It's, it's weird. Like, he's the type of player, he it's he gets like kind of, he's like good and bad because he gets bad. The bad of it that he gets a crazy down tick, but the good of it is that he's still an elite player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's like the good and bad that he gets out of it. He, um. He's like in the mid tier wide receiver one for me, like mid to mid to low tier wide receiver one because of the situation he's in. But he's got a lot of help on his team, as far as wide receivers go. So, like I would love it, like if I had like a twelfth pick or something, depending on who's there, I wouldn't mind having Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell on my team. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta look, you gotta look at who the Jordy Nelson. Playing across from, also on the outside, and they just signed Tyrell Williams. And Tyrell Williams, that yeah. guy's a speedster. So maybe they put you know a little bit of older Jordy Nelson in the slot, even though he's not really a slot. Who's receiver. their running back? Still Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin, but that that could change in the draft. That could change in the draft. Although the draft this this rookie draft is very light on running backs. They have a couple though. It's deep in wide receivers for sure. Though. They have a couple though, and you know running backs could also be found. You know, like they could emerge from a lot of places. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. Uh, no, of course, now none is a talent. Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley is like a once-in-a-lifetime running back that comes around very, you know, few and far between. But what I'm saying is that they, uh, he has some help. Now, Antonio Brown's been that guy that's always seen double coverage. He, he had better help with the Steelers, though. Smith-Schuster, awesome. This is where the other question goes. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I'll keep on jumping in. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. No, I take Antonio Brown for sure. If anything, I'll be concerned and picking. I'll be uh, thinking really hard where to pick uh, Smith Schuster, because now he's going to be facing the best corners on him. Ty Gurley or James Conner? No, I'll take Ty Gurley. James Conner, I'll take over in Dynasty. Oh, possibly, have, possibly. Yeah, I have. James, I have. No, James I would Conner. take Gurley over in Dynasty. I have James Conner in my Dynasty league. And you're loving this situation, too. I had Le'Veon Bell. James Conner was my handcuff. I know. And then, you know, now you're, you're much got to RB1. Your dynasty team just jumped up tremendously this offseason. Yeah. It's gotten so much better. But uh, Juju, I think, is like a very low wide receiver one. Right now, uh, when we did that, that way too early rankings, top 25 yeah. rankings, I had Juju Smith-Schuster as my wide receiver eight. Okay. And he's not my wide receiver eight no more. 
Mike Evans for sure with the new coach. He's I, I wouldn't take Mike Evans over Juju Smith Schuster. I think Mike Evans is going to have a better year than uh, Smith Schuster because because Deshaun Jackson's gone and because he has Bashad Perryman now. <laughs> Bruce Arians likes to uh, throw the ball. I, I I would not take Mike Evans over Juju. You sure? Positive. Uh, BF and bet. Sure. Boom. Big F and bet. Yeah. So what, what Juju's going to have a better. Just I don't know. Punch in the face. Juju's going to have a better no. year than I'm kidding about that. Uh, Juju's going to have <laughs> a. The, yeah. The Juju's going to have a better year than Mike Evans though. And I think most of the people are going to agree with me on that. All right. Especially from what we know now. For from what we know now, yes. Yes, especially from what we know now. Uh, now, who gets, who wins on the Raiders from this whole Antonio Brown and Terrell Williams team deal? Who wins? Yeah. Well, at least Derek Carr has weapons now. De- Derek Carr moves up. Baker Mayfield, is he a top 10 quarterback for you? Yes. Me too. Top what? He could be a top five. It depends I where to, I got. I, I, I got him. I got him like seventh. I gotta see how the mock drafts and where the rankings are at for him now, especially the last two days. Pat Mahomes or Derek Carr? Mahomes, bro. Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes. No, Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. Derek Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Tom Brady or Derek Carr? I think I'll still go with Tom Brady. Tom That's Brady. That's hard. That's hard. That's a toss up right there. So you got Derek Carr even pretty high up there then. If you're thinking that you're you're worried about well, Tom, Brady. Tom Brady wasn't a, a QB one last year. I'm saying, year. but you're you're if you're thinking like you know, it was like on, on the edge, the very edge. Russell Wilson or Russell Wilson. Who else is out there? You could say Cam Newton. Cam Newton's not playing. Oh yeah. Carson Wentz or Derek Carr. Wentz. All right. Okay. All right. He's still, he's still a QB two for me. Like, I'm not gonna pick him up. Nowhere early. Like, I, I, there might be people that draft him, but I don't think I'm going to be drafting him. Tevin Coleman and his fantasy implications. Tell me. It's going to be, there's a lot of competition there. You got it's Matt Breida, you got Jarek McKinnon, who they gave a big contract to, and Tevin Coleman. And don't forget Raheem Mostert's. Yeah. Who did so, okay too with some starts. So, I. Uh, and to, Alfred to me, Morris, who does nothing. To me, I don't know why he, I guess they gave him the best ideal contract, but. It does nothing it does, for him. It doesn't do anything for him. It's not as a good spot for him to go to. No, it's not a good spot for him to go to at all. What about Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram to the Ravens. Uh, it's good. I would not recommend drafting Mark Ingram anything for Dynasty. If yeah. you're doing a new, I wouldn't. I, if, when we're starting our Dynasty League and doing our Dynasty, he's 29. I still draft him. He's 29. If you build your he's team, tw- if you build your team right, let's say you're drafting right, and and your team is looking good to win this year. If he's looking good to win this year, yeah. then yeah. But I'm saying I wouldn't recommend taking them for a Dynasty. For Dynasty, you want to think well built for a long term. If it looks good for now, and you take him now. Okay, I get it for that sense. It depends on how your team looks like. Yeah. But you know, he's also got competition there, and he's better than all of them. He's better than Gus Edwards. You know, he's better than Kenneth Dixon. He's better than Javaris Allen. But don't forget, you got Lamar Jackson that runs that ball all the time too. So it's you know, and then without any really wide receivers for him to throw to, who's the wide receiver? Yeah, they don't have no wide receivers. They got nobody. No wide receivers. Oof. Who's Crabtree? That's it. No, Crabtree is a free agent. Oh, yeah, he's a free agent. That's yeah, it. They, they lost Crabtree and, and John uh, Brown. John Brown. To the Bills. Which yeah. the Bills are doing okay with some moves. So They're looking better. I, I look into the tight ends for the, for the Ravens. They're probably going to be running a two tight ends. Mark sets. Andrews, somebody to look at? Yep. yep. Mark Andrews, for sure. But, yeah, but, uh, but Inverton Ingram, I mean, Mark Ingram gets uh, – 
I wouldn't say much more of an uptick because he's still like a low end running back too. Last year he was getting drafted what the fifth round, fourth round, and he was he had the three game suspension for and the fourth round. Now Latavius Murray gets an uptick. Because they're a very run-heavy offense, as much as Drew Brees likes to sling the ball. So you think he's going to be drafted in the fourth round as well, Latavius Murray? No, 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 no. He's going to be a good sleeper, though. Especially, and especially he's a great handcuff for Camara. But he's going to be a good sleeper, though. He's going to be. He's probably going to go somewhere, like I say, fifth round, sixth fifth, round, fifth, six, six, like really late. But if he goes there, it's a very, it's a lot of value right there for somebody like him because they're going to use them both. Yeah, I, and nowadays in the NFL, teams are way more successful. Like, look, look, look at what the Rams are going to do with uh, Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson. Now, teams are a lot more successful when they got two running backs who they could, you know, run the ball with. Like, you know, look, look at the Patriots how they do with Sony Michelle, um, Rex Burkhead, uh, and James Dalvin, White. Dalvin Cook uh, definitely uh, gets a tick up. No, why not? No, because one, because look, who, who's his, who's his other backup on that team? That was Latavius Murray, right? But who's it now? Exactly. We're not sure yeah. who it is at right now, don't know. right? And he's he's shown that he can't stay healthy. Granted. He's shown that a lot, that he can't stay healthy. So for him to be overworked and with a new offensive scheme, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't trust him for the, a lot of competition, a lot of, you know, and plus Adam Thielen is still talking about his contract. So they don't know which direction that's going to go. Because, look, uh, when we did the way too early uh, – Rankings. We had I had Nick Chubb as my RB nine. I don't remember, I don't know when you had him. What location? I had him in the I had him in the end of the second. End of the second. But now that they get I'm sorry, sorry, so we're in like middle beginning of the second. Now that they have Kareem Hunt. Well, doesn't Benny Kareem Hunt's not going to play till like way, 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 way later anyway. So. Yeah, but that might be during the playoff in fantasy. But you, don't, but you don't think week ten, week which, eleven, which could probably 12. hurt you that. But you don't think about what your team's going to look like in the playoffs down the line when you're okay. drafting. You just look to you know make sure you have the best team possible. You know what I mean? You don't look. You don't look at golf. So, but, so he doesn't drop in rankings for you, Nick Chubb. I mean, stays the same. He drops because Le'Veon Bell moves up. No, Le'Veon Bell was above him anyways. Yeah. No, he's yeah. He stays the same. Okay. Doesn't drop that much for me. Uh, especially with Duke Johnson going to be on the move too. Carlos Hyde. Now he is on the Chiefs. That's good. What's fantasy implications there? It's uh, a toss up. Because I know people were hype about Damian Williams. He's still the starter. He is still for the, the moment, starter. For the time being, for what we know now, he is still the starter. Carlos Hyde did pretty good with the Browns. And then, remember, he just got traded out of nowhere. And then went to a struggling Jacksonville Jaguars offense. He's so, also getting there in age, too. He's getting <laughs> Excuse there, me. He's, he's getting there in age. and But you're talking about high-power offense. You know, and maybe they'll just split the load. I could see him, you know, being relevant. There's somebody else we're missing, too. I'm listening to you, but I'm saying there's somebody else we're missing, too. We got John Brown. No. Who else signed? So we have Odell, Tonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Mark Ingram. No, we we covered them all. Okay, sorry. No, thought we were missing somebody else. Um, Anyways, but, uh, yeah, Carlos Hyde, to me, he's going to split the time with Damian Williams. Possibly. Possibly. Andy Reid is notorious for using one running back mainly. I see Damian Williams getting about like 60 to 70% of the carries. So I still got Damian Williams way high above Carlos Hyde. Even though I think Carlos Hyde is the better back of the two, to be honest with you. But right now, it's as this moment, is Damian Williams' job to lose. You know what I mean? It's Damian Williams' job to lose. So I still got him ranked pretty high for that fact. 
Not, I want to say pretty high, but high enough. Jared McKinnon gets a big t- uh, down tick. Oh, you definitely get get a. We're kind of like going like 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 off like <laughs> just yeah. so unorganized with all these teams we're talking about right now. Well, it's a lot of a lot of information that came out in the last couple of days. So <sighs> yes, a lot. Who is a big fantasy winner? You feel uh, from everybody that from all the news you've heard, who can you think of as being a big fantasy winner? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, of course. What, well, who else? Who else is the valley that we might not have thought of? To me, Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham, fantasy winners. Um, fantasy losers, any? Uh, Jarvis Landry, I think, is a fantasy loser. What about the Colts getting um, Devin Funches? I like him a lot. I like that pick a lot. I think that because last year nobody drafted a wide receiver two from the Colts. Nobody drafted Chester Rogers or Ryan Grant last year. I think that Devin Funches is a very strong wide receiver too. And I think that's a very good position for him to land for. And I think that he's a big fantasy winner. Now, I don't mean he's going to be putting, you know, I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one, but I'm saying like he'll be a solid flex play weekly, I think. Okay. I see that. That's me saying what I know now. Maybe I'll be changing my mind later. And then you could hear this episode and then go back in the future and be like how bad it was. You know what I mean? All right. How, How are you doing in fantasy basketball? I'm on a buy. Oh, you're on a buy, so you're on vacation. So and you know, you know what's funny is that I actually forgot to set my for, forgot. Yeah, I forgot to set my lineup. Like, oh no! Oh wait, I'm on a buy. <laughs> you're on a buy. You should look at your waiver wire. Somebody I might have, have been. Dropped. I know. Ibaka. Huh? Maybe somebody drop Ibaka. No. Why? Because he's suspended three games. Yeah, I doubt it. Check it. Uh, uh, Andy, I'm going against Andy. In this. we're going against Andy. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're going against Andy in this first round, and Ibaka got suspended three games. He just dropped him. So We're looking it up as we speak. Go ahead, look it up. Also, yeah. another person that kind of, even though it is, oh, and, and uh, by the way, if anybody's thinking about drafting Joe Flacco, don't do that next year <laughs> because of his new team. Don't do that. Uh, Joe Flacco's never finished anything better than fantasy quarterback twelve. So yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not picking up Joe mm-hmm. Flacco. What about Case Keenum? Who do you think is going to... Cole McCoy is going to be the starter. He's going to be the starter, Cole McCoy? Yeah. No, he, he's not dropped. <laughs> DTF in my league owns him. Wow. DTF. Man, what a name. Yeah. I got to drop somebody, though. I got to do some work here. I got yeah somebody. Some people got to go on my team. You got to do it. Yeah, it's not going to be some, you know... So right now we're beating uh, Andy in our fantasy basketball playoff round. Take Seven that, feet. Andy. Yeah, take it, take it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we went through a lot. There was a lot that we had to go through, and and I aired out my grievances, um, about the Odell trade, which I think was so stupid as a Giants fan. But we talked about a lot about what went on. Uh, we're gonna do another episode coming up soon. Um, definitely about we're gonna do start doing about conferences, what each conference needs, and who's the winner of these conferences and stuff like that. We'll start doing this uh, as it goes along. <sighs> you excited for our win against Andy, though? I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it for sure. Hey, yeah, I, I don't want to jinx myself either. Even though I'm on a buy, so I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it. Right now, I'm on a buy, but I'm zero zero to nine. It's like, hey guys, if you see Adebayo in your waiver wire, he might be a good guy to pick up. He's been starting over. Um, who, who's the center? Who was the center for the Miami Heat's center? Uh, Whiteside. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside. He's been starting over him now, and he's been averaging about twenty five minutes. 
got you some boards, a couple of assists, a couple of blocks, and he's he's been scoring double digit points. Some guy I recommend. Anybody else before we wrap up? No, that's about it. All right, what's so uh, party people? Once again, thank you very much for tuning in for this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. We still got a lot more to talk about. We know we kind of rapid fired a little bit of everything today. Do not forget that the t shirts are still available. Check it out on our website. I mean, on our website. Wow, which we have one, but we haven't fixed up. We got to fix it, bro. Check it out on our Instagram at BFB Podcast. Check it out on our Twitter at Podcast BFB <laughs> or you can hit us up directly. Marchetti, your Twitter and your Instagram. At Marquetti, M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-T-I. in a very sing-song mood today. You can check me out at Flex Hitlist, which is F-L-X Hitlist. Once again, party people, success and nothing less. Bye-bye, bears. Peace. <laughs> nothing less. <laughs>